according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Good evening. Let us pray. Holy God, help us to find meaning and purpose in this Christmas. Amen. The prophet Isaiah that we read tonight foretold that a Messiah would be born, and this Messiah would be the Prince of Peace, God's very Son born on earth, and that once he came into his reign, there would be everlasting peace forever. We as Christians interpret this as a prophecy of the birth of Jesus, that Jesus is the Messiah that he was born the Prince of Peace to bring everlasting peace to the earth forever. So then, why, why, why is there a war raging in the very place where Jesus was born today? We look at the news and we see what's going on and we feel devastated. How can this continue to happen when we claim that Jesus was to bring in peace forever? The answer is that 
it falls on us. We have no other choice than to be agents of peace in the world today. If we don't create peace, it won't happen. We are the body of Christ in the world today with the specific purpose to create peace, starting in our own lives, in our families, workplaces, schools, churches, communities, and yes, in every nation, we are called to create peace. We might feel discouraged at times. We might think that this is hard. I mean, think about Mary and Joseph. They had been given this great news that they were going to have this child. Well, that in and of itself would have been a big thing to hear. Mary said to the angel, how can this be? I'm just engaged. I've never been with Joseph. What are people going to think? And then to make matters more difficult, the emperor decides that everyone has to go to their hometown and everybody, no matter if you're rich or poor, had to pay the same amount of tax. That was incredibly burdensome on the poor. And so they had to travel from the north in Galilee all the way down to Bethlehem, pay this tax, be registered, and there's no place for Mary to sleep. There's no room in the inn. And they end up having this child in what most historians think was a cave, a cave where animals were kept. And they lay Jesus in a manger, a feeding trough. I wonder if they might have felt a little discouraged. And then, maybe when they were feeling afraid, discouraged, wondering what they were going to do, all of a sudden, shepherds burst into the cave, saying that they heard the exact same prophecy, that this child had come to bring peace. And just hearing that was enough for Mary and Joseph to have a little bit of more strength to continue on their difficult journey. Sometimes we don't even recognize a miracle when it happens right before our eyes. It's not until years later we look back and we see the hand of God providing for us. I remember when I left home and college and moved to Southern California, and I was doing youth ministry at a Lutheran church in San Clemente, and those first few months, I felt pretty lonely sometimes and discouraged, wondering if I had made the right choice going into ministry. And as the fall turned into the winter, I mean winter for Southern California, I went down and walked to the beach on a Saturday one time to really think and pray if I had made the right choice. And as I walked down the pier bowl, you might know the pier bowl in San Clemente, it was a little apartment with the garage door open and a guy was having a garage sale. And I looked through his CDs and they were pretty cool. I mean, he had some pretty cool stuff in there, old stuff, new stuff. And I bought a few, and I got to talking to him, and he said 
that he was a recently retired pastor. And he wanted to know what I did. And I said, I'm a recently starting out youth pastor. And he could see in my face that I was discouraged. And he asked me how it was going and we talked. And he reassured me. He said, you've got to stick with it. It is such a wonderful calling and you make such a difference in people's lives and it gets easier and you get stronger. And he told me just enough to keep me going. And I'm so thankful that he did. He was like the shepherds coming to me and giving me reassurance. And you don't know when you might give somebody reassurance. When God might have an angel send you a message, you may not even recognize it. And so be open, talk to people, listen to people, share an encouraging word, and it can make all the difference in the world as we are called to be creators of peace. God will give us unexpected support. After all these things happened, Mary treasured all these things in her heart. She was grateful. And we are grateful for all that God does for us. We read in our second reading from Titus, thank you for reading, Brian, that salvation is for all. That's grace. Salvation is for all people, past, present, future. Salvation is for our Jewish brothers and sisters. Salvation is for our Muslim brothers and sisters. Salvation is for our Buddhist neighbors and our Hindu neighbors. Salvation is for our Catholic neighbors and our Baptist and our Presbyterian and Methodist neighbors. Salvation is for all, it says in Titus, all people, no matter where a person is born on the surface of this earth. No matter what language they speak, no matter what they look like, salvation is for all. Salvation is even for Lutherans, even the Lutherans. Thanks be to God, God's grace extends even to us because the Prince of Peace has been born, making peace between us and God Nothing that befalls us that is hurtful is God's will because our sins have been completely wiped away. We are saved by God's grace and therefore any hardship in this world is up to us to fix. We have been given everything just like the children said. We have been given peace through Jesus and now it's up to us to make that peace prevalent on earth. Amen. Please stand as you're able for our hymn of the day, Hark the Herald Angels Sing.